Father, we need and want more of you. And so now as we come to your word today, we ask that you would open our ears to hear and open our hearts to receive what you want to say to us through your word. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. The Lord is my shepherd. This is the opening line to one of the most popular and beloved chapters in all the Bible. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. It's a psalm that brings comfort and peace. It's a psalm that declares trust in God. It's a psalm that renews hope in our soul. And it's all because the Lord is my shepherd. The heart of Psalm 23 is the shepherd sheep image. This image is all throughout the Bible. It's interesting that God chooses this image because countries have national symbols of animals, right? Australia has the kangaroo. The United States, we have the bald eagle. Don't mess with us. England, they're a lion. These symbols are statements about who they are. And what's interesting is that we, the church, have a national symbol. God gives, a symbol as his, gives us a symbol as his people, sheep. I mean, uh, uh, of all the symbols he could have chosen, he chose sheep. This is not very flattering, folks. God says, my people are like sheep. Now, in order to get a better understanding of what this means, I've asked a shepherd in our church to join me up here today. His name is Alan Johnson. Would you welcome Alan to the stage? John, I happen to think that's a fantastic picture. Isn't that a great picture? Yeah. yeah. I, I did not pick that, but... Um, well, this is, this is number three, third time. Thanks for staying all morning. Sure. Yeah. Are you nervous? No, not really. Not really? I'm scared to death. Everything's written right here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. We got a little script here. Hey, tell, tell us how long uh, you've been a shepherd. Well, first of all, a shepherd would imply that I make a living doing this, okay? okay. I don't necessarily do that. Okay. It's more of a side business. But my, my grandfather um, decided that my parents needed some, some sheep to clean up a pasture we had at home. So in 1973, he bought three ewes from the Wayne County Fair and dropped them off. And we've been in the sheep business ever since. Very good. So I think we got the right person here today to talk about sheep. He's been, he's been doing it since, uh, since before I was born. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, I didn't say I was born in 1973. Okay, okay. That's all when right, we got all right, sheep. All right. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, moving on. I've heard that sheep are not the smartest animals. Is that true? What can you tell us about sheep? Well, we have a saying in the business that sheep are born with heaven on their mind. Heaven on their mind. Okay, it's an interesting statement. Can you unpack that a little bit more for us? Yeah, for the most part, sheep are uh, amazingly efficient little animals, uh, uh, docile most of the time, but they have a knack for finding themselves in situations that may be not conducive to, to getting along well. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> they get into situations that aren't very good for their welfare sometimes. Their well-being, correct. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Okay. How, how would you say sheep are most, most vulnerable? Where, where, where are they weakest? 
Yeah, so the, probably the three main times uh, that, that sheep are the weakest is at birth, as, as a yep. mother's giving birth and the lambs are really little, when they're sick, and then and thirdly, probably when they're separated from the rest of the flock. Okay. So when the sheep are away from the fold, um, maybe they're not as protected as they would be if they were with the others? What, what else does that mean? Sure, sure. protection is, is a big part of being part of the flock, but sheep are gregarious animals. Okay. which means they thrive in a, in a group setting. Um, and that's irrelevant to whether it's on the, the plains of the Western United States or in confinement here in the Eastern United States. They, they yeah. are more productive and, and get along better as a group. Very good. So now I know why God chose that image, right? I mean, shepherd, sheep. We sang earlier, you know, we need God. I need you, God. But we also need each other, don't we? And, and sheep really illustrate that for us. So... How does a shepherd build trust with the sheep? Does that just happen naturally? What do you, what do, you do to build trust? Yeah, so, so trust is, is not part of a, a natural um, inherent in sheep as fight or flight. I mean, part of their defense mechanism is to trust nobody, and, and flight is what they pick versus fight, <laughs> yeah, okay. okay? So the, the way we, as, as we work with livestock, um, develop trust is just be very consistent in our, our management practices. Okay. So as a shepherd, you really try to be consistent, try to be trustworthy in what you do with them, and that, that kind of builds our trust. Very good. So um, last question. As a shepherd, okay, you being the master shepherd from Dalton, Ohio, <laughs> Alan Johnson, tell us, what, how would you say that God is our shepherd? Well, by, by my estimation, God is very selective in his parables, okay, and, and mm. When you, when you look at the parallels between a flock of sheep and a congregation, there are many. Mm-hmm. So I guess in short, I, I feel like God provides on a daily basis, much like we provide for the sheep on a daily basis. Very good. Good stuff. Hey, let's give it up for Alan. Alan Johnson. Very good. Thanks, brother. Well, just as Alan cares for his sheep, so God cares for us. The Lord is my shepherd. David, the author of this psalm, who was himself a shepherd, reflects on his life and relationship with God. And as he does, he makes a very personal declaration. He believes without a doubt that the Lord is his shepherd. In fact, he he experienced it firsthand. You know, last, last weekend, our family traveled to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Lancaster. Our son Noah is on a Bible quizzing team here in Orville, and their team participated in a competition with 68 other teams, and Noah's team got fifth place, so they did very well. Uh, Andrew Van Sickle from OCC is also on the team. But before the Bible quizzing tournament began, we went to uh, the Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster. Some of you have been there. And we saw their latest production, David. And it was very well done. I'd encourage you to go see it. But it chronicled the life of David from his youth all the way up until his death. My favorite scene was David's showdown with Goliath. Goliath was this giant automated puppet they created. It, it was really impressive. But the theme throughout the show that continues to play in my mind is that first line of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I mean, this was David's mantra. This was David's core belief. This was David's declaration of trust. 
That no matter what the circumstances, no matter the Goliaths he encountered, the Lord was his shepherd. God was always with him and actively looking out for him. And like David, my hope for you today is is that you would be able to declare with David, the Lord is my shepherd. In this series, we've been talking about how to have more of God, more of God in our lives, our church, our community, as we pray and fast together. We've talked about having more thirst for God, uh, more humility before God, and more stillness with God. Today, we want to cultivate more trust in God. The Lord is my shepherd. Let's unpack that line. It's not a coincidence that Psalm 23 begins and ends with the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. There is just one Lord, right? The Lord. His attributes are limitless because he is limitless. He is God with a capital G. And notice Lord there in your Bibles, hopefully, Lord is in all caps. That means something. It points us back to when God told Moses who he was. He said, I am who I am. Another way to translate that phrase is, whatever I am, I will be. Meaning, whatever God is like, he's that way consistently. He's unshifting. He's stable. 24-7. So, for example, if God is compassionate, which he is, then he's compassionate all the time. If God is trustworthy, which he is, he is trustworthy all the time. And if God is slow to anger, which he is, he's slow to anger all the time. The Lord is is my shepherd. This week, I would encourage you to make a list of all the attributes of God that you can think of. How many can you think of? You know, as we continue to read through the book of Psalms together, maybe it would be good for you to make a list of God's attributes. Maybe even make it a friendly competition in your family. Who can come up with the longest list? Or do it together. Write them on a, on a poster board, maybe that you put in your house for everyone to see. I believe if we're going to have more of God in our lives and more trust in him, then we need to know more of who he is. He is holy, righteous, just, merciful, forgiving, patient, kind, all-knowing, everywhere present, all-powerful, eternal, sovereign, transcendent, creator, sustainer, redeemer, king of heaven. He is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and so much more. And he is all of these things all the time. This God, the Lord, he is my shepherd. And as a vulnerable sheep, man, I need a shepherd like that, don't you? I need a shepherd like that. And the good news is, the God who created us desires to shepherd us. And so we can confidently say, the Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. See, this was personal for David. He conveys the kind of relationship he had with God, that he was a man chasing after God's own heart. See, the Lord is a personal God, not some far off distant deity. He is my shepherd. 
know, way back, way back on Easter Sunday, 1989, I was joking with Alan earlier, but back in 1989, seems like a long time ago, but the Lord became my shepherd. I was 14. I made a simple yet life-changing declaration of dependence that he would now be my savior and my shepherd. You know, as Americans, we value independence, don't we? Uh, we, we don't like other people to control us. We, we resent it when other people make decisions on our behalf. We prefer to be in the position of strength where others are dependent upon us. But when we call someone our shepherd, we are saying we need help. When we say the Lord is our shepherd, we are saying no one is better able to help us than God himself. We are saying we are basically foolish. He is wise. That, that we are quite ignorant, and yet he knows everything. We are weak, and he is strong. And most of all, we are saying that God is absolutely trustworthy, and we can depend on him. He, he has never been known to harm one of his sheep. He's never lost a single sheep. This great Lord is so committed and dedicated that he is even willing to put his life on the line for a single lamb, you and me. The Lord is my shepherd. Can you confidently say that today? The Lord is my shepherd. This is about choosing to enter God's sheep pen, if you will through the gate of his son, Jesus Christ. In John 10, Jesus says, I am the gate of the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And so if the Lord is gonna be our shepherd, we must enter through Jesus because he is the only way into the fold. Jesse mentioned it earlier, but when you came in today, there should have been a decision Sunday card there on your seat for those of you uh, online, if you're joining us online right now, you can go to orville.church decision for a digital version of that card. But there are three options on the card. The first is, I wanna talk to a pastor about being a follower of Jesus and being baptized on Decision Sunday, April 17th. That's Easter, it's only three weeks away. Wouldn't it be great if you or a family member was baptized on Easter or what if you were able to baptize a friend that you've been praying for? I, I wanna encourage you to fill out that card, drop it in one of the offering drop boxes on your way out, or take it back to the next step area in the back of this room. When we decide to follow Jesus, we are then able to say with David, the Lord is my shepherd. But you know, many of us, I would say as I look out, in this room today, many of us, we've already made that decision. The challenge for us then is to make sure the Lord is indeed our shepherd, that our confession is not just lip service, but that it's real, that, that if you were to look at my life, you would clearly see that the Lord is my shepherd, that I'm following him, that I'm trusting in his care, that I'm listening to his voice. You know, there are, there are a lot of voices in our world vying for our attention, isn't there? 
Last weekend, when the Bible quizzing tournament ended, there was a time of worship that included a message from God's word. And the big idea of the sermon was this. Do not follow your dreams, follow God. Boy, you don't, you don't hear that too often, do you, today? I mean, do not follow your dreams, follow God. The message we hear is, is quite the opposite. Follow your dreams. You do you. Live your truth. But you see, as shepherd in the care of our good shepherd, we listen to his voice, right? Jesus says, his sheep follow him because what? They know his voice. Man, how familiar are you with God's voice? Are you listening? This doesn't have to be some mystical experience. Look at verse 3 in Psalm 23. David writes, He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake, for his glory. And one way God shepherds us is through his guidance. In another psalm, the Bible says, your word, the Bible, is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And here's what's so awesome about that. You and I, we can actually hear the voice of God in and through his word. And when we do, he promises to lead us and guide us along the right paths. The question is, will we trust him? That his way is the right way that his voice is the right voice, and that his path is the right path. Man, I believe the primary way God shepherds us is through his word. And so this week, I want to challenge you to set aside more time to be in God's word, to tune in to his voice. And, and I would guess many of you, you, you are already setting aside time right, to be in God's word. Well, this week I want to challenge you to set aside even more time. In this season of prayer and fasting, we want to forego some things that are central in our lives so that we can fill ourselves with more of God. I'll just share with you one, one of the things I'm fasting from in this season is TV. And for me, 95%, I would guess, 95% probably of what I watch on TV is sports. And this week, I found myself getting a little irritable because I so much wanted to sit down and watch a March Madness college basketball game, you know? I, I should have thought through the timing of this a little better. <laughs> I, I had a friend tell me that I could watch it on my iPad since that wouldn't technically be watching TV. I kind of thought that was a good idea. But I mean, in less than two weeks, it's opening day for Major League Baseball, and the Masters Golf Tournament is coming up. Wow, imagine all the time I'm going to have on my hands. See, instead of watching the game or fill in whatever maybe you need to forego, instead of doing that, I can spend more time listening to the voice of my good shepherd. Because I know more than anything else, I need more of God. Well, finally today, the Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. Philip Keller, in his book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, tells about his experience as a shepherd in East Africa. 
The land adjacent to his was rented out to a tenant shepherd who didn't take very good care of his sheep. His land was overgrazed, eaten down to the, to the ground. The sheep were thin, diseased by parasites and attacked by wild animals. Keller remembered especially how the neighbor's sheep would line up at the fence and blankly stare in the direction of his green grass and his healthy sheep, almost as if they yearned to be delivered from their abusive shepherd. They longed to come to the other side of the fence and belong to him. And man, for those, for those that follow Christ, we understand that the identity of the shepherd is everything. And how wonderful it is to be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23 goes on to describe how God cares for us. As our good shepherd, he is personally concerned for our welfare. I want to summarize his care with one word. It begins with the letter P. And, you know, the shepherd staff here, it's kind of in the shape of the letter P, right? Use our imagination a little bit. But it really goes back to what Alan said earlier, that God provides for us on a daily basis. He is the shepherd that provides. He provides things like rest and refreshment, verses two and three. He provides guidance, we talked about that, through his word, verse three. He gives us comfort, verse four. And he also provides us with protection. There, there are green pastures. There are also dark valleys. But through it all, God provides what we need. In fact, I would say that his greatest provision is his presence. There's that line in the psalm that says, you are with me. You're with me. The Lord is with us. Throughout the Bible, from Genesis through Revelation, God says over and over again, I will be with you. And this is what sets a shepherd apart. He is with the sheep. And that's why Jesus came, right? Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I, I lay down my life for the sheep. Wow, God came near to us in Christ, and he gave his very life so that we might live. The Lord is my shepherd. And friends, here's, here's what's so amazing. When God is our shepherd, David says, I lack nothing. I have all that I need. I am content. I am satisfied because the Lord is my shepherd and I choose to trust him. Let's pray. God, thank you for being our shepherd. And I pray for my friends here today and those joining online who maybe have not decided to trust you, who are living outside of your sheep pen, as it were. Oh, Father, I pray that they would choose 
to make you their shepherd. Father, there are many things in our world that make promises, or maybe it seems like the grass is greener. Father, we know that it's with you that we're provided for, that we're protected, that we're guided, that we're led, that we're loved. God, you are our shepherd. We praise you. We thank you for your care. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen.